nchc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west weekly behind the masks college hockey west weekly is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue the best in barbecue las vegas style the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the tag creative group Search Rudd at redbubble.com and let us create a unique gift for you or someone special. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at SpaghettiShack.com. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at Liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza. At JetsPizza.com, discover all of our signature pizzas. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the NCHC.TV studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, to another Tuesday night, which means it is another night of College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Carlsbad, California, where we're preparing for a flood watch. Yeah, I, I said it. Southern California is going to get some rain. My co-host is always, though, always in that beautiful palatial estate with the rainbows, the gumdrops, the smiley faces, everything that is happy on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, what's a, well, you, you're going to get floods out there? What's a couple of people going to spit? <laughs> no, no, no. We're getting upwards of an inch of rain along the coast in uh, Southern California. So, yeah, it's, this place inch. is not built for water like, other really? than the ocean. Other oh, than the ocean. Because it's right, right up by all the water. <laughs> yeah, but that's offshore. When it comes onshore, it's not good. It's not good. Really? So we're not really looking forward to that, but we'll uh, um, we'll find out how it goes. Sometimes it doesn't go as they plan it to go. Really? Okay. Well, yeah, I understand that because the last couple of weekends we were supposed to get uh, the same thing, uh, more than an inch, uh, a couple of inches, and we didn't get it. But I did see a lot of trees down yesterday when I went went home from work. So. I well, I'm I'm gonna hope for that that we don't get as much as. Uh, they predict and uh things stay a little drier but they're talking right now um starting about 10 p.m pacific time tonight all the way through friday afternoon and even some showers wrinkling uh lingering in to saturday and uh yeah we don't need that i guess you do but but i don't want it i don't want it okay listen i get that by the way uh our buddy tom said um you know um, you should, as long as you're talking about giant palatial estates, you should, you know, actually talk about like the Hamptons and things like that. The places they don't let me go. I should talk about the Hamptons. How the well, heck can I do that? I mean, they're the place. That's the place that's got the palatial estates. <laughs> you know, uh, Scott Fitzgerald <laughs> and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's other literary Long Island things, but 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a hockey. Don't you live there? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Listen. Remember this. You know who's not at Times Square on New Year's Eve? <laughs> Who? New Yorkers. <laughs> oh, we know okay. better. Okay. Just check. So. Oh goodness! Um, if we didn't have so much fun, I don't know why we'd even bother to do this. To be honest with you. Well, it, it's why we do it. <laughs> you know, we hope that we hope that that the people listening, um, or downloading or whatever, whatever, whatever the phrase is, uh, is uh, well, they're still listening. Whether they download it uh, later or listen to it live, it's still listening. That hasn't changed. Well, okay. Well, hopefully they enjoy it too. Yeah, I just wish I had a more solid connection. Tonight, uh, I'm not running the board, and I'm still trying to hope that um, we keep you on the entire time. Shut up. And hopefully we keep Peter Menino on when he comes on. So we will. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. So we will do our very best. Let's. Yeah, I wonder if Peter knows why they put a picture of him and on hockey database with his thrashers uniform on <laughs> you always got something don't you <laughs> i'm just curious yeah, i mean i don't know i was like i said i'm just curious um <laughs> you're just curious yeah i'm just curious i, oh, I don't goodness. know why they make those editorial decisions I, I i will say this though um you know we get a quick chance to talk about this before uh peter comes on uh, i would just like to thank heather weems and michael weissman for for making the announcement of the change in nchc conference tournament play on a tuesday afternoon <laughs> thank like you that, guys huh? <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> um, I usually expect this kind of stuff to come out on a Wednesday where we have to wait until Sunday to talk about it. Um, so in case talk you, about it. In case you talk haven't. Before Peter, I have not seen it. I, I'm, I'm a working man. Well, I guess one of us has to be. Um, the NCHC is changing its conference tournament. In uh, the 2026 conference tournament, we played entirely on home rinks. What? No frozen faceoff? Um, it was announced today that, as was decided earlier this year, with the addition of the ninth star, I mean Arizona State, that the 8-9 game, there would be an 8-9 game at the top seed a couple of days before the first round of the playoffs. That has, that did not change. Okay. Uh, what has changed is starting in 2026, all tournament games will be held at the higher seed. So the first round will be as usual, two out of three at the higher seed. Then they will reseed for the semifinal matchups the next weekend. And then the week after that, the higher seed of the two remaining teams will play, will host the lower seed for the NCAA tournament bid. 
Okay, hold on a minute. I got to get off the floor. I just fell off the floor. Are you telling me that there is no more NCHC frozen face-off? Is that what you're telling me starting in 2026? That is correct. They're not making the trip to, to St. Paul, Minnesota? They are not. Wow. Wow. That, that to me, Paul, is stunning. And I'll tell you why. I thought it was a big moneymaker uh, for the weekend for the universities. I don't know if it's going to match that. Um, there has to be more to the story. And I'm sure there, uh, I, uh, well, I'm sure that there is. I mean, it, always it just doesn't, is. it just doesn't, it just doesn't play out in my mind that you would go away from something that as far as I know has been incredibly successful where you bring the teams there, you have uh, the wards, you have all of that stuff all in one spot. The media is there in one spot. It is going to be chaotic for media. Well, Listen, I mean, because you're going to have to try to pick spots unless you got multiple people ready to go to multiple places. So, when are you retiring again? 2026. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, the, yeah, it's not quite in time. Oh, gosh. That not stinks. Quite Let me. In time. Okay, let's, uh, let's hold on a minute. Let me get a hold of Michael and Heather and see if there's any way they can move that to 2027. All right, well, you should do that. <laughs> but, uh, oh. You know, anyway, listen. There's there's all kinds of things involved. Um, that the the year the 2025 uh tournament is it the 2025? Uh, yeah, you know uh, that is apparent. Looks the way it looks by the press release. That's the end of the CBS Sports Network deal with the league. So maybe that you, you know I don't know. I, I'm not, the, I don't make those decisions. So, no, it, I don't either, but I think it's interesting. So, that I'm just, I'm just reading wow. what's here. That's all. I, wow. You know, I'm just reading what's here. Um, well, first of all, we're all shocked that you can read. You know, what can I tell you? I'm just a phys ed <laughs> teacher. You know, what do I know? <laughs> anyway, um, that, that anyway. was a board decision. So, and, and I now the, 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 the press release says unanimously proved well they're not going to put anything else out there but i can read between those lines but uh they obviously will now, hold on a minute now you can read between the lines too well i've been doing this for a while Jeez, this is read. no no wonder the the folks at the estate take good care of you you you're what like a genius border what a state <laughs> anyway so tonight I'm glad you got that in now because tonight it's time to talk Colorado College Tiger hockey. No, 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 no. Oh, I got a whole night worth of it. I'm loving it. Anyway, no, thank you. we're going to no. we're gonna talk about the Colorado College Tigers because they have done up. something really, really well. They have uh, defeated the uh, University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks. On their home ice for the first time in a number of years. I'm sorry, what was years. that? Sue, what? I'm sorry, what <laughs> yeah, was that? A number of years. So, um, battling through cold, flu, whatever it may be, we have the associate head coach from Colorado College coming on. Mr. Peter Menino is going to join us in just a second. And when we get him on, we'll find out how things are at Colorado College. Because I asked Coach Mayotte quite right up front after the game, I said, uh, Coach, have you turned the corner? He said, we played really well this weekend. 
or we're moving in the right direction, but I'm not sure we turn the corner. So now that question will be asked by to Coach Menino. And I think we have him. Coach, Scott, and Paul with you tonight. How are you? How are things in the household? Is the flu bug and, and colds and all of that, has that finally subsided after a two-week battle at the Menino household? Me? Yeah, we're good. Yep, absolutely. It's uh, it's still there. It's still a war zone. Oh no! Yeah, no. you're gonna hear a lot of a lot of uh, <coughs> a lot of coughing That's here on right. this end. Um, but it's it's still a little bit of a war zone. And uh, my my kiddos, my wife, who's expecting, it's uh, oh. it's been a t- it's been a tough one. It's been a real tough one. Oh so. goodness! God bless you guys. Coach, okay. vitamin C, coach. Vitamin C, OT under <laughs> a lot of vitamin C. We're doing it all, yeah. We're doing it okay. all for sure. <laughs> Paul Hornstein giving you some advice, coach. Just what you need. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, yeah. so uh, so let's get into this. I, I told Paul coming on, I said, we got to talk Colorado College Tigers, as I like to say, <sighs> hockey, because you guys played really, really well in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And I think, uh, Peter, if I ask you, has this season been a roller coaster ride? What would your answer be? Yeah, it has over the last uh, four or five weeks. You know, the start was pretty consistent, going five and one, and then when you got into some conference play, there it was up and down. But uh, <clears throat> we we feel that's expected. You know, we're still a young group, and that that creates some you know immature emotions and and just kind of results essentially so um you know give credit to denver they came in they were probably still boiling over the finish of the year before and they were playing well and they they taught us a lesson Uh, we took care of business at miami and then uh, had a heartbreaker on friday against western which led to a kind of a little bit of a collapse on saturday and then we regrouped and um we played some good hockey so we feel really good about where we are it's it's, but at the end, it's not where we are. It's where we want to be. You know what I mean? So um, it's trending in the right direction. The health is improving, and uh, that's all we can. That's all we can ask for. Coach, the, 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 go ahead, Paul. As as I was watching, um, I, I think I, I would agree with a lot of that. I, I think you guys ran into a very angry Denver team, not just because of what happened at the end of last year. They just um, I think if I remember correctly, they didn't play too well the week before in their own games. So I don't think that helped. Um, you know, it, it, a good job taking care of business in Miami. I wish other teams had done that. Um, and then it, it just kind of looked like, um, as you as you said, that it's still a young team and they kind of slid back a little bit into some of the things that you guys went through last year before the end of the season and in, in, in just not having things go uh, smoothly at the right time. And, and I thought against North Dakota, even though those games went to overtime, I, I, I thought you guys really got back to that thing that made you guys so dangerous in the postseason last year. For sure. And I know, uh, I know you were happy about the weekend prior with the ASU results. Uh, <laughs> I could have been happier. <laughs> um, but, you know, we left that, um, you know, obviously frustrated. You don't get the results. 
but uh, but from the internal statistics, we were just like, yeah, we we did basically everything, you know, even even G Powell, you know, was very complimentary about the game and credit to his team. They found ways to, to win games, you know, and they got banged up on Saturday and uh, it was, it was a great back and forth, but we just left Saturday looking at the guys and saying, just like you said, similar to last year at the end of the year where we were so close, we had good kind of, I keep saying those internal results, like chances for kind of our turnover ratio and stuff like that. And we just felt good about how we were playing and how we had energy all the way to the end, you know, and we stuck with it. You know, we kind of had a good game plan over the last three plus weeks with practice. Mayo reconfigured some things and we're, we're skating well, we're hunting, we're anticipating, we're up and down. And uh, after ASU, was, it was kind of nice because we went down 2 nothing right on Friday at North Dakota. And I was like, well, right. here we go, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, we stuck with it. We responded. The responses on the on the North Dakota weekend were I think the biggest thing you take away from that series is how we responded being down two nothing Friday. And then obviously on Saturday when they went up, what was it? Two one. And then we scored the next shift. I mean, you wear your heart on your sleeve with, with those responses in the game. I'm just, we're, we're so proud of pumped are the guys were able to say, it doesn't matter where we are. We just stick with it and move forward. So. Okay. So, so let me ask you this. It, I saw a team on Friday and Saturday at North Dakota um, that took away time and space like I've never seen it done before. Was that the uh, the game plan coming in, or was it just one of the things where you guys were just, um, quite frankly, out hustling them, but you gave them nothing to do anything with the puck? Was that the game plan, Peter? You know, and this isn't – I'm not being cliche. Like, you always want to do that. You know, you always want to – play tight and, and, and not allow time and space to any team. Um, and especially against the North Dakota uh, lineup, like, Oh my goodness, I got so much talent. And, um, you know, just from, from, from every position, they, they're dangerous. Um, but uh, I think what really helped us there, and this is kind of a, this is just how it works is when you have good high support in the ozone where you have like a good high forward, it can give your D uh, confidence to stay up and stay tight and stay uh, in a really good relationship with that high forward. So the three of them can work uh, to hold that space. And, and I just thought we did a really good job of that. And a lot of credit to our other two forwards, just putting that hard back pressure coming up by. So you just squeeze things together like that. Now, credit to North Dakota. I mean, they scored off the rush. They beat us a couple times, and they they took space. But like you're saying, the uh, amount of times that we were able to to keep it tight and keep that game uh, pr- pretty pretty even. Like it was a, we thought it was a straight playoff environment both games. The way chances played out, uh, special teams were were very minimal. They played their parts, but it was small. You know what I mean? And uh, we were excited to to go through a war like that in a special place and and, and come out alive. So let me ask you this: um, when when you have that, how do you? Oh, it's two parter. How do you bottle that for future games and uh, keep that same intensity no matter who you play? You've got Minnesota coming up. You've got Minnesota Duluth coming up. We know the NCHC schedule, but that's the first question: How do you bottle it and make sure it's there? And the second question is. When you look at um, the way things have 
have materialized for the Colorado College Tigers, which I love saying, by the way. <laughs> um, when you look at the way you guys have materialized as a team, um, I, I asked Coach Mayo. I said, uh, have you guys turned the corner? He said, do we have a good weekend? Yes. Are we making strides in the right direction? Yes. Have we turned the corner? Not sure. Peter Menino, what do you say about those? Well, he's a smart man. <laughs> you know, and, uh, <laughs> Uh, and Paul, the more of this tiger talk is gonna make me cough because I'm gonna laugh. So I'm blaming. Oh, geez. See, Scott. so I'm right. I'm <laughs> right. I'm gonna blame Scott for that because he's gonna make me giggle. Uh, As you should. And uh, shout out to Schlossman. Uh, if you guys are ever in Grand Forks, North Dakota, uh, Vinyl Tacos, good spot. Really? So check okay. it out. Yes, yes. Um, I'm Paul's gonna be there in January, so he will. That's not happening. Ooh, that I was gonna not. say that's a that's a tough time for that that that's uh trip there. Uh but anyway, no um <laughs> Mayo um really so obviously, you know, he, he he's right. When you say you bottle it, like you 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 just gotta see results to that question. Um our biggest thing is is just like you know, the cliche stick to the process, all that stuff. But truly we really like the recipe of our day-to-day habits right now and where our practice mindset is, the things we're focusing on. Um, we're trying to simplify a lot for the guys so that predictability internally is awesome and we're just going to do it better than the other team. And that, that's the mindset. That's how we're going to go into games and you just hope that those efforts can match that. And that's how you bottle it is you just you literally focus on what you need to do you practice at it extremely hard. You push on each other. You're up and down the ice. You you try and raise that practice bar, that uh, off-ice training bar to a level that is similar to game-like. And then when you get in the game, it doesn't matter where you're playing or who you're playing. It's just the work ethic that you lean on. And then obviously our, our talent and those opportunities you you're going to feel good about and you're going to cash in on. And, and, and that's what you kind of saw at Grand Forks. You saw that at ASU on Saturday. I mean, we've had those glimpses, even Western on Friday. That was an awesome hockey game. Awesome. It's just, you know, a, a D zone face off laps and a battle at the net front and it's over, you know? So we, we've learned a lot and we're going to continue to learn and we're going to dive into those memories, the bad ones, the great ones, and just try and even it out and just work super hard and, and, and put forth our, our best efforts and, and get healthy, you know, get some of these guys back and uh, get some consistency in the lineup through special teams, through five on five play. And that can only bring good results. Coach. I mean, sometimes you're going to get beat by a goalie. It's just, that's just the way it is. Yep. You're going to have those nights um, like you did on the Saturday night in Tempe. Um, I thought that uh, you know, when I watched that game, and then I watched the two games in Grand Forks. I, I saw a team that uh, that uh, was definitely keeping everything to the outside as much as they could. And obviously you want to do that with the speed of North Dakota. Um, I saw a team that that didn't shy away from the big moment. And it's probably not a good time for you guys to take a break since you've played so well in the last three or four games. Uh, I know this sounds weird to say, but how big is this exhibition game you guys are going to play next week after Christmas to kind of get back on the ice and get that feeling again, even though it's against an ACHA team? 
Yeah. Um, I just got to ask you, what did you think of the, the bow post game? What was your thoughts on, on the goalie bow to the student section with ASU? Um, I, I want, I want to, yes, yes. Kate yes, and the sponge I, I, getting it done, man. Uh, first of all, I, I didn't really see it until like a couple of days later. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause I don't really pay attention to that nonsense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, did, it, you just it say, was, did you just call ASU hockey nonsense? Is that what you were saying? No, I said, I don't, no. celebration <laughs> and all that other kind of I don't, I don't, I don't care who it is. I don't pay attention to it. So, um, um I'm messing you around. Know, he, he, no, he I, I get it. Listen, yeah. I I don't have an affinity at all for the Carolina Hurricanes, but I didn't have a problem with them doing their stuff. Yeah, you know, after they won games, I, you know, you're you're celebrating with your fans. It is what it is. Um, yeah. you know, um, I, I'm more, you know, and and he made a thirty a thirty five save shutout. So you know, whatever. I mean, you earn yeah. it. <laughs> If, if it was one of the forwards that did it after they got outshot thirty-five to fourteen, maybe I have a problem with it. But, no, but, yeah, uh, I, I'm messing around. I give him a lot. No, I know. Yeah, he played. I know. Uh, he played fantastic. And if you probably found highlights of me, I'd be I'd be very quiet right now with stuff that I, <laughs> that I threw out there. So uh, credit to him. But uh, to your back to your question. Um, which I'm trying to remember as I like. It's, it's kind of use, it's just useless. I mean, it's useless. kind of weird to break. say. That's yeah, okay. Don't worry. About yeah. it. It's it's weird to kind of say that uh, an exhibition game, yeah, like this is 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 kind of important to get that feel back because you, otherwise you're going to go a month without playing after right. you guys, you know, looked like you were going to turn it around. And I think the next four games will determine whether or not you guys have turned that corner. Right. And, think, you know, big, to go a month without playing. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a little bit that goes to David Carl. Um, they've, I, I think they have a similar schedule in that sense. Right. And this went, yeah, this went back to off season. It had nothing to do. We, you know, you can't predict where you'd be. Right. Yeah, where you're hitting, where you're hitting stride uh, going into Christmas. But you are right with the point of no matter what, if we were, you know, undefeated, hadn't won a game, but right now we're kind of in a trend. The best way uh, Mayo and DC came up was it. Let, let's get an exhibition game in here because uh, we have that long break, and then Mini doesn't have. They placed the game Sunday, Monday. Some World Junior stuff. They want to get personnel back, so that's a long break. And how great is it to be able to say, "Hey, put the jersey on." Um, big shout out to the the fans it's like super sold out already they're jacked to get out there and come see a game because we you know we're not playing at home and obviously yeah. you know we're breaking stuff so <clears throat> excuse me it's going to be just a great time to get get back my hat's going to come in hard and heavy and we we, we got to be ready to go and that's it i mean it gets you right back into game mode it gets you into a a game week which is huge because that's what we're preaching right is these practice habits and getting right back at it Right. And if you do that, like you get right back at those habits, you get right back into game mode, you get a game in, they're going to go play Denver. It worked out great for them. Then we're right back to game week again. It's like we pick up right where we left off. That's the mindset. It's just to get right back a game mentality. And the Minot weekend between DC and Mayo, I think it's phenomenal um, for our players, uh, for our preparation for the second half. And obviously for the community to get back out there and get a, get another home game at Ed Robeson Arena is uh, is always great. So it, it, it's awesome. I mean, we're 
you're always proving something. We're always proving if we're around the corner, if we're going to come back, if we're going to be able to string this. We're, we're against the world. When we took this on with CC, we're against the world with with turning this thing, and uh, and we're just we're just going to continue to pour into it. And I know our guys are too. They're they're itching, they're itching to get back. So the Minot State game, they're going to come out flying, and it's going to be exciting to have everybody play. So. Okay, let me spell this out for for hockey fans that maybe don't know what you guys have done at Colorado College. Tell me if I'm right on this, Coach. Um, you started building from the goal out. You got one of the best um, in uh, Caden the Sponge, as I like to call him. Um, and you, uh, you then began working on the defensive core, and and you're true of the um, the Mayo era, and you got really good defensively, and you continued to build on that. Then all of a sudden, year three comes, and you're putting together offense. And when I look at you guys on the ice and on paper, I love what I see right down the middle of the ice. You've carbon copies of guys, <laughs> line one, two, three, four, who knows, five, six. Um, I, was, that, was that the strategy, was to go get these six, two centers that can uh, dominate play up and down the ice? And I'm talking about all of them. They all seem to uh, play a really good role. Please don't tell him he's right. Please tell him. Find another way to say it. Just don't tell him he's right. Figure out a way around. Peter, it's the Colorado College Tiger. Thing. He he is talking Tiger talk right now, and he like it. So it's a little bit of a belly rub. So I'm going to go with this. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, that was you know year one. We were able to bring in a few guys, um, which is really cool to see. You know, in year three, you're getting some more wins. I mean, we, we've got more wins right now than we did our first year in, in, in total. And it's really cool for the guys that aren't here, the guys that are here through that, to be a part of that transition, right? Like, I, I got text messages from Brian Hawkinson and Huntsy, and, and I'm like, you guys started this. Don't forget, whatever happens here going forward, and I hope it's more wins, it started with, with all of that everybody grinding through it. And, um, that was definitely the idea is you, you got to take care of the pipes. Um, Caden, Caden's been awesome. Again, Vernon and him were a great duo. Great. Um, the competition on a daily basis was just, a, I mean, it made practice better. Right. Um, to Caden this year, uh, Henry's done a really good job of stepping in from Boston college and just kind of being a really good teammate and being prepared and, um, so that was the idea is you, you gotta get a goalie and obviously Mayo wouldn't, uh, wouldn't want anything differently. Him and I were like, yeah, that, that's a nervous spot. Right. So, um, that's okay. You know, I'm, I, I love stuff. You throw stuff at me. Uh, but, um, yeah. And then you work up, you want to, you want to take care of the decor. Now we've got a lot of, uh, pre like, you know, older guys. So there's, a little sprinkle there with Strax, Berkey, Dunny, uh, Tony's played games. Uh, you know, next year will be a, a big jump with with kind of the recruiting. D. Blaze Savoy just won a bronze, was all tournament team at World Junior A Challenge. Fisher Scott, Ryan Coring, like we got some 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 of those younger D to go with the guys I mentioned. That's where you start to see that blend coming together in the next year. Um, and then, like you said, we got. We got a, a good little um, injection of size last year, but then we lost Gleb, right, early in the season, which was a big bummer. But we were we talked about this and the dream of bringing Gleb Veremiev to the Ralph, you know, and that size and that swagger. And, 
there he was. Uh, let me ask you about that because even though I mean yes, Lava got the the, the overtime goal. Um, even though they didn't get on the scoreboard against North Dakota, I thought the the fighting. I mean, Hawks had no answer for those two guys. Yeah, they're Brady, Evan Lava. They're pretty special. I mean, they played together two years in Lincoln with the USHL. They came to us. They were playing together there last year. Um, you know, prior to Glove's injury, and then. They're back. I, I think they're just like a magnet. It's like you two with with your podcast. You just can't separate the two of you. You know, <laughs> so it's. Uh, I don't it, get in that, the estate though, Peter. Come on, that, I, I just don't get in the estate out on the island. Okay, let let's use a different example. It'll be like okay. uh, it's it's like Greg Powers and Alex Hicks. I mean, it's like you know Starsky and Hutch. Those two are so cute together, and their tight haircuts. You know, it's. Uh, it's a cute duo, you know. One's got the facial hair. I don't think Hixie can ever grow a beard if he tried. But uh, um, anyway, which I do want to, I do want to promote a uh, Alex Hicks uh, special interview. I think you guys should get him. He's got a big feature on using smaller sticks. And I talked to Greg about vouching and putting a big uh, bug in your ears there to try and get Hixie on the show and talk about. Just his his tutelage, but anyway, back to what, what do you, you well, no, what do you mean by smallish? See, now that's another question we'll have to come back to. No, but no, that's going to be that's going to be for you to get him on. All right, and, he, all right, and he's going right. to go over it. But he's got this whole <laughs> shtick. These the player cards. He shows these old player cards with smaller sticks. Like you got to get him on. It's it's a big time thing. So okay, but Greg Greg already knows. Greg is vouching too. He told me he wanted me to say this on the air so that Hicksy gets okay. on for you guys anytime. So, yeah, 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 we got that. But but Labs and Gleb have done a phenomenal job. It's cool to see them both get those winners at the Ralph. Um, but you, you know, we got Weinberg's is out, the the lightning draft pick. He's six four. He's Gleb size. He's a monster. Um, Wiz plays big. He's he's the Seattle forward pick wisdom. And those guys were out. So, you know, we're 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 itching to get guys healthy, get them in. Um and, and Scott, like you said, is just keep pouring into that scoring, pouring into the offense, pouring into the size. What we pride ourselves on, Mayo, myself, the whole staff about recruiting is we're building a team. And you'll see we have a little bit of everything. We're not small and fast. We're not big and slow. You know, we have a little bit of everything. And that's the idea was to be able to go into any of these buildings that have created this incredible identity. You know how Denver plays. You know how North Dakota plays. You know how Sandy plays in Duluth. You know how St. Cloud buzzes around. But we got to be able to go up against all of them. And we don't want to be just one-dimensional. We want to try and be multi-dimensional and have a lot of depth. That's what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to put that together and and create that depth throughout every position. And like you said, we'll see if we turn the corner, you know. So. Okay, well, I, I got to follow that up real quick with – uh, one of the guys you didn't mention that I thought has been playing really well, and I saw him at the exhibition, and he was up in the press box by me. I'm talking about Riley Stewart, and I said, why are you not on the ice? And he goes, oh, NCAA stuff. And I'm going like, oh, man, are you kidding me? He goes, uh, I said, how long is it going to be? He goes, I don't, I don't think it'll be long. I think maybe next week. But uh, how important has Riley Stewart been, and what did you know about Riley when he came to you guys or when you recruited him? Yeah, I mean, that's another, like you're saying, big body, right? Uh, 
he um funny story i actually recruited riley when he was 15 16 uh, i was at some other nchc school we don't promote those other schools but uh <laughs> i was recruiting there and he was from arizona um had a lot of hype at a young age uh, whl draft pick same thing he is now i think he isn't he was that size then, you know, he was huge. And he was Might have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, he, he was, I mean, he's been a captain, I think two, three years in Dubuque. He's a phenomenal kid. Great family. Um, shout out to his mom battling cancer. She, she's, she's doing well. She's on the right side of it, but, uh, a superhero in her, in, in her way. But, uh, he's, he's an incredible person. Um, consistent player and he's been he's been awesome for us him him and Montgomery have very similar stories they're they're uh, uh what would you say journeymen in the USHL but they're also leaders in the USHL and they've played just incredible roles and they're skating their tenacity you know uh, Stu was in the middle uh, Mayo switched that up a little bit that last week and they, they can play on the wing they can play in the middle they're just like experienced beyond their you know, freshman kind of uh, uh, tag that they have here, but they bring a lot of experience from their junior stuff. So Rye's been great. Um, we're, we're thrilled to have him. And, and uh, you know, like you said, he plays that plays that bigger size role and, and he's, he's tough to deal with. There's no question about that. Okay, well, you brought it up, so I'm going to finish it. Um, Drew Montgomery gets a chance to play against his big brother uh, <laughs> at North Dakota. How cool was that for him? And uh, was there any talk from him before he got to North Dakota about, hey, this is going to be pretty cool, or was he just all business? A um, couple shout-outs. Shout-out to Mr. Montgomery. Appreciate his hookup. <laughs> Appreciate his hookup in town. Um, we'll leave it at that. I'll tell you guys off air. He's a good dude. And uh, – um were there tacos involved no tacos that goes to uh <laughs> that's going to be a shout out to kevin shriver appreciate lunch he's a good dude okay. um i had to get an iv there on friday too by the way i was i was struggling oh city up in north dakota yeah oh. but uh, i know you were, you were talking it, to me and you were you were kind of like the text message were coming through really garbled so i knew there was something wrong <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> If you guys go back, if they could do like a, a, a bench view of me, I look I looked like I was dead. I could barely move on me on the bench. But um, I think one of the things you said to me was tigers. Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> I was very tired on the bench. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, so so Paul loves my shout outs, but I got to give a shout out to Mister Paul. I'm okay with that. Got to go. Uh, one of the best uh, devoted view, uh, listeners is uh, Mister Coffee, Tyler's dad. I haven't given him a shout out. I think the last time I was on and he loves listening to the show. Uh, his son's a beauty and we really liked having him back. That was a huge um, bump to the, to the lineup. So that was huge. Now Montgomery, North Dakota. Um, for sure. I mean, he was super excited to go back. Like it was, it was pretty neat to go. He had his whole family. They even like, when we did the whole, they both, uh, when he got the starting, the introduction, you know, they're booing him. He had right. some people, he had a pretty good cheer there with a bunch of people. And, and that picture of the, of the brothers at sunrise, I mean, oh, so why, good. Yeah. So that's good. why you do, that's why you do this. Right. So yeah. no, he was, he was, he was jacked. And, um, I mean, a little more added incentive and, uh, 
his family was not happy about the results. <laughs> you know, that, I don't know if that I don't know if that helps or hurts the, the the liquor store business they have, uh, which you should check out. It's a great great liquor store, but he uh, he he um, he said they weren't too happy with the results. So what are they? What are you going to do? Both <laughs> games went to overtime. What more can you ask for? <laughs> I know maybe one win for both sons. I don't know. How uh, well, that. listen. You know, <coughs> like, like I said, it, 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 with both games with the overtime, at least they were competitive. Yes, I, I listen. If, you know, I'm not going to complain about the. No, results. of course so that, not. That's that's a that's a Montgomery family conversation. Yeah. So. Uh, by the way, and I don't know if I read this correctly or not, um, since you brought up Tyler Coffee, isn't your record the team's record with him in the lineup? Like he's played seven games, isn't it? Like six and one. Or six zero and one, or something along those lines. Might be in the I, these these statistics and these things that have been accomplished lately. It's uh, <laughs> it's a it's it's unbelievable. So, but no, he he's awesome. I mean, he's a he's a North player, right? Like he's strong. He just flies around. He's um, his shots phenomenal. I think he had oof, six, seven, eight shots in the two games at North. I mean, it's just you need that. You need a guy going out there who's played multiple you know four years in college hockey that's not going to blink and he just he can elevate a line and he did that this weekend and um you know excited to, to get his feet going because this breaks more about him coming back and getting his feet right. you know get getting his conditioning back because he's been out for a while so um yeah, big time. That I'll look that stat up amongst all the other stats that are thrown at us here. Over the last. <laughs> okay, as long as we're throwing names out there, I'm going to yeah. throw you a five eight hundred and seventy three pound dynamo who can shoot the puck and find openings like I've never seen, and that's a freshman named Evan Werner. Tell us about Evan and what he's doing. Yeah, he's a little bugger. Evan um, goes by the nickname of Warn Dog. So if you guys want to call him Warn Dog, <laughs> go for it. Um. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's got a, a a high high level of speed, which you guys see, he can fly. Um, really good shot, being being what you'd consider undersized. Um, it's just been a good little kind of, um, you know, freshman year journey for him. You know, he's had he's had good games. He's had games I know he wants to get better in. He's uh, he's learning a lot. We had our mid season. Um, you know, kind of one-on-ones with the guys as a staff, and you can hear him talk about how much he's you know growing and going through things. And he pushes really hard. A lot of offensive mindset for him, but the thing he's learning is to play at these higher levels. Like you guys, you guys watch what was it Friday? Lava scores the winner, yeah. and uh, you know how many chances did Laba actually have? Probably like two, maybe three, and. He scored on the one that counted. And, you know, that's the stuff we're telling Warrens is basically like you had two or three of them and you got to be ready to bear down because it could be the one that wins it or, or one of the two, one of the three. That's the level of hockey you're playing at. You know, you, the margin of error is small. Space space doesn't open very much. It's going to close even more here in the second half. And uh, he's the type of guy that can be a game changer. And I think he he's going to find that in the second half. And, and we're really, really going to be looking for his production to help out quite a bit. So, Peter, what I've seen from him is that he he gets to the the, the shooter spots. I like to call it. He he knows where those spots are with the puck or without the puck, 
And uh, you just don't see that in a lot of players. That's something that's kind of a God-given uh, gift, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. He, uh, when, you recru- when you recruited Evan, you saw like a little bit of a mixture. I'd say more Brett Sterling and then some Surtich because of the skating. But like the Brett Sterling mindset, and we're trying to draw more of that out of him, is that like rattiness, be around the net, be a pest, you know, and that's just by using your feet, being in and out of guys and just being inside uh, puck battles that are frustrating and stuff like that. So that's something we're really trying to um, grow more out of him because he's got those abilities, but he's got the shooting mentality like Brett Sterling. He just wants to shoot pucks. He just wants to be around the net, obviously in the one-time position on the power play. Um, and, and that's the growth, right? You asked about what year three was. It's shooters, goal scorers, offense, and, and he brings that. So it's been fun. He's got a lot more, I'm telling you. There's a lot more to his game. There's more scoring to his game. It's just it's maturing. It's settling in, and, and that's what's exciting about a guy like him and our other freshmen because um, he's got the idea. He's got the mindset. It's now settling in and then cashing in when those opportunities come. All right, uh, Scott, you let me know when I can uh, ask my. No, I, I was going to lead you. I was going to lead. Let, let me lead you into that. Uh, uh, you want to talk about um, <coughs> Peter? Sit back and get ready for this one because Paul's been working on it for a while. He wants to know Uh-oh. some goaltending stuff. Can you help him? Okay be a better goaltender on watching it <laughs> go ahead Paul. Well, tell, well, tell him what you need tell him what bothers here's, you here's, here's peter's where, on the couch with you uh, <laughs> he's got a notepad 10 cents five cents like lucy <laughs> and, and, and charlie brown exactly um, go ahead and i have this discussion peter on a regular basis with uh another guy that was a goalie at a high level um, you might have coached one of his offspring, but you know we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, now you got him what, thinking too. Right before you ask him the question, jeez. Well, I want to get him thinking. I just want him to know that I'm not just that he that that, that I I I am trying to quote unquote research this thought process. Okay, okay. Ask the question. Why are goalies going down to their knees when the puck's barely over the blue line? Oh. This makes no sense. Do you I, see Caden? Do you see Caden doing that? Is he going down for the blue line? I, I'm not. I'm not speaking about one goalie specifically. Okay, because because I'm just talking I, about goaltending in general. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, talking about goaltending in general, and I and I watch these games, whether it's <laughs> college or the Excuse NHL. And these goalies are going down to their knees as soon as the puck comes into the offensive zone. If you're recruiting a 6'5 goaltender or a 6'10 goaltender, I know you want them to cover as much of the net as possible, but when you go down to your knees, you negate your size advantage. Yeah. I, I don't understand this. Please explain this to me in, in a way that we laymen can understand because I have the same argument about starting pitchers in baseball. So. Yeah, I, um, I mean, we got the six foot four muster coming in next year, so he he will not be on his knees. I promise you, when that puck comes over the blue line. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? It, I think where you're going with this is there's a trend. There's been a trend over the 
you know, last five plus years. And the biggest thing is off these entries and line rushes, you'll see um, what we call is like post play, you know, what their decisions are as the players come hard down just outside that dot, that dot line. If you draw that line from the blue line through the dot and, 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 and when they're attacking, Different goalies, uh, I should say goalie coaching perspectives, are when it does get to a certain level to go into that, what you'd call like a, a seal, how you seal the post, how you drop. And that's been, that's probably like the biggest kind of focus area per se on how a goalie can be comfortably, comfortable being on that angle when you hit the dot. Then when you get past the dot or inside the dot, and there's different ways of playing it. And what you see a lot of these guys doing is getting too comfortable down too early. And so with 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 how we look at it, Caden and I and any anybody I've ever kind of coached is I say your best your best chance is when you're on your feet. When you have your feet underneath you, you're 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 at the top of your game. And we want to hold our feet as much as possible. So what they call like an overlap, so you overlap outside the post. You don't hook in, so that when you hook into the post, you end up just going down. You just seal. You just drop into that one knee. You drop that one leg down, and you're down early. Where I would rather our guys, which you see Caden do a good amount of, is he keeps his his skates out and over that post, which is called an overlap, and he can just play big. He can hold his feet. He can use his butterfly. He he's no different in placement. It just allows him to have freedom with how he drops and when he drops. Where now you see a lot of these guys hook in and it's awkward because you're jammed up on the post and the only thing you really feel comfortable doing is going down and it's happening earlier. So um, I hope that makes sense to you guys, but that's where I think it's played out is guys are getting um, a little on uneasy about the speed they hook in and they're down and that's where they get caught the best play for a goalie is to hold your feet hold your positioning keep them underneath you find pucks and then you can react to them properly rather than being down and then back up to high shots so that's that's all i can give you I, unless you got a video you guys can throw on me quickly I, I think that is where your mind's at well uh, again you know when i sit there and i watch this <laughs> and like i said i'm not calling out any goalie specifically because I, I see it all the time. It's not like it. I'm like, we used to play on our knees in people's basements. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud. I mean, and then why bother having a stick? You can't use it. If you're down on your knees and yeah. if you're, and if you're trying to hug the post with your skate, I, I, I listen. I understand goalies have strong legs, but again, you, how is that better than having your whole body up against the post? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's a, there's a time and place for it where you will need to be down, and that, that, that decisions when the puck is closer to you because you're going to cut that trajectory off. If the puck is farther out, you got to get out. You got to get out. Simple, simply put. So, who's this goalie that I coached, though, that you were saying? <laughs> no, no, you didn't coach no. him. You, you coached one of he his, coached his son. He coached his offspring. 
Oh, just tell him. Geez, you don't gonna play games. Oh, well, I don't. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Burns. Burns. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Think crazier. Yeah, think much. Think much Arizona crazier. State and crazier. I coat. Is it Gibby Homer? No, no. no. He's not a goalie. Who you coach him? But he's not a goalie. But his dad was. Dad was. Uh, oh, come on! Here. You guys you celebrate with a cup. In Chicago, <laughs> Dad was a goalie in Chicago. No, they have the same no. initials, JW. <laughs> Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah. I have this discussion with his dad all the time. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay walks actually. What a what a what a. I should say. I was gonna say gentleman, but I don't think I can go there. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say young. Young teenager adult at heart. Um, I love Johnny. I I was just telling I was just telling stories about jaywalks the other day to uh, Ogilvy, and uh, <laughs> he's he's an incredible human being. He was texting me at the North Dakota weekend because uh, you know his brother there uh, plays for North right. Dakota. Yep. Yeah, and so. So we we were texting a little bit. It's good to hear from him. But Johnny's story is incredible with with how he so when I went to the Chicago Steel, he was already drafted there. He or yes, no Cedar Rapids drafted him. They cut him. He came to our camp. We were a brand new staff, and he was he was he was not conditioned at the time. He did not have good conditioning. We loved him. He had an incredible camp. He fought. He scored. His mouth never stopped. But he wasn't physically ready. And, and we, we had that conversation with him. And we, mm. we, we told him, we said, we're cutting you. But, like, we love you. If you can get serious, we'll recruit you all year and redraft you back to Chicago. And he, he's just such a special person. He's like, I get it, guys. I'm not in shape. Like, I, I get it. And he was, like, very blunt about it. So that entire year, I recruited a ton. And um, I don't think I'm get in trouble for this now. But, like, you know, if I would have talked to him, if, like, we ran into each other and stuff like that, we just stayed in touch. He right. took it serious. And we drafted him in the first round that summer. And people were kind of like, are you guys crazy? Like, this guy's a, he's a bit of a loose cannon, you know? And we're like, sure, whatever. Because he came up and played three games for us at Christmas when guys were gone for the World Junior A Challenge. He scored a shootout winner. He had Mark Carlson at Cedar Rapids trying to jump off the bench and grab him. Like it was a, it was incredible because he did the Cedar Rapids celebration to their bench. I mean, he he was he was unbelievable. So we wanted him bad. And 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 the the story is, I went to the North American League showcase, and I was at the at the bar top eating food, and all the other USHL GMs, everybody was around. And Johnny came up behind me and put his arms around me in front of everybody, like a hug. And and I, I was like, Johnny, get off me and get out of here. Get get out of here. Go to the lobby. And I had to like yell at him because everybody's looking at me and they're like, Who who is this? <coughs> ask him about that. And he uh, so he well, goes or at least I'll ask the father. Yeah, yeah. So then he goes out into the lobby and I go, dude, you're gonna give the you're going to show our cards here. Like we want to draft you. Like you got to. So anyway, anyway, quick story. We drafted him in the first round. He came 
he was a little bit better. We told him he needed to hit a certain percentage when he came back. He went home. He dropped all this weight. In the best shape of his life, showed up. We win a Clark Cup championship together. And, I mean, awesome person. He's a lot of fun. He's got a lot of natural gifts and obviously did great for ASU. Um, he's a beauty. There's not many like him. And, and I'm, I'm glad we crossed paths. So I'm sorry about the long story. But he's, <laughs> no, uh, no, no listen, great. I just, yeah, yeah. it's great. Listen, okay, I, like so, I said, I try not to name drop here. Yeah. You know, I try I not to. That's I do Scott's job. <laughs> That's Scott's job. I try not to do that. Anyway, good yeah. stuff. Okay, Peter, the, uh, these are the, the final two for me. Um, so you look at where you're at right now and where you're headed. Um, how good can you guys get between now and the end of the year? And then the second part of the question is really the news that broke today about the changing of the playoff format. Are you a fan of going away from the frozen faceoff and and having home seeds continue to battle for the playoff spot? Um, number one, I think you can you can only get better from here um, with just guys getting experience. You know, guys getting guys getting these these different um, challenges, different results, and I think that it's um, you know it's only a uh, a matter of time for them to get more confident, find their waves. Uh, we still got so many freshmen that you can see glimpses. Like I said, Warrens, Berkey, all these guys, they're phenomenal in their ways. Uh, Donnie, and, and they're just getting more and more comfortable as it goes forward. So we'll, we'll only get better there. And, and our older guys, they're, they're, they're doing a good job of leading the way. So we're excited about that. Um, you know, God willing, we stay healthy, right? That's a big thing. Um, the playoff stuff, I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff being changed right now. I feel like it's it's this constant, like, you know, I've heard, you know, from the sites and things about the frozen face-off in the future with, with, with how they're announcing this, with where we'll potentially be playing. Um I don't know. I don't know if I have like a true opinion about it. I, I'd love to hear what okay. you guys think. I'd love to hear what you guys think and then I can chime in, but it's just like, we're going to have a, a different number of teams. They're just trying to find a way to like properly seat it and have a, a, a format that popular opinion would be okay with. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, what do you, what do you guys think? Here's what I think. I think you have to, continue to go with the frozen face. I know that it's not going to happen, but I liked going to Minnesota um, and, and battling out. I, I think the excitement of the XL Energy Center, I think the, the crowds that you can build at the XL Energy Center, I like the awards. I like the fact that media people can go and get it all in one spot. Um, you know, for me, and Paul's not retiring until after this starts, <laughs> so, so for me, where am I going to go? I'm going to have to go to Ed Robeson Arena and watch the championship game be played there with the Tigers. Yeah, oh my yeah. God! Oh my God! <laughs> oh, talk about pandering! Oh, jeez! Hey, okay. he asked the question. He asked the question so he could answer the question. I think that's oh, what exactly, oh. exactly. That's that's what a good media person does. Oh, <laughs> Lord. All right, so Ugh. so we'll let you go on this one. Uh, year three, has Mayo put on any weight? I um, ask you this every year. Has he put on any weight in year three? 
No, I know he's still eating, eating. He's still yeah. eating like crazy. He's just not gaining any weight, is he? <clears throat> he's um. No, I mean he does the lunch club. He loves the lunch club every day. <laughs> I mean that's unlimited at the cafeteria. Yeah. I I can't I can't do that. I'm more of a sandwich and chip guy in my office. Like I kind of just ride ride with a homemade sandwich and keep it easy. But uh, he's got unlimited plates there, so there's no excuse. You just gotta <laughs> you guys gotta give it to him a little bit and say you gotta get a second a second plate. And you gotta stay away from the salad. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. I love I it. That's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, uh, you know what, not to, I don't want to skimp on that question. I think it's really interesting. Like you, you guys remember even with the WCHA final five and the Excel center, that was even, I think another level because you have these oh, rival, yeah. you, you had those rivalries and you had Wisconsin, you know, you had Minnesota and stuff like that in the frozen face-offs, a version of that. It's going to be, it's going to be really weird. Um, I mean, in five years when we're talking and Paul's been retired for four, I guess at that point, but uh, we wish <laughs> if we, we will look back on this today and be like, okay, that was a mistake or that was great. And, and I think everybody's trying to position themselves for, you know, the, the right thing, what, what that might be. So it'd be cool to have him in our barns. Um, but you do lose that host that feel that, 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 you know, big kind of uh, pinnacle of the season with that one tournament. So I don't know. I know Heather's worked hard on it. Uh, shout out to Heather Weems. She was my academic advisor back in my day uh, playing. She's, she's in one, she's doing a lot of stuff <laughs> and she's working on it. So shout out to her. Good stuff, Peter. I always appreciate the time. Get the family well. You get well. Um, maybe I'll see you on uh, the 29th or 30th or whenever you guys are playing Minot State so I can see uh, just how good you guys have sharpened up before you go up and uh, take on those Minnesota teams. Yeah, I mean, let, let me know. Always around. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be a good game. It'll be a fun environment. You know, maybe, Paul, you ever going to get out this way or you always just, <laughs> just stay with Greg and hold his hand? And Hicks. Well, <laughs> I, I, Peter, I when would... you got an estate on Long Island, you know oh, how this, that is, right? I mean, yeah. you just stay in the estate. You don't, you don't venture. Hey, I mean, I, I hear teams right now, Peter, uh, college teams that are going to play Long Island. That's one of the stops. Is Paul's hey. estate? They they drive the bus up to the gates. They can't get in, but they can take pictures nope. and stuff. And sometimes right. Paul gotta, goes out and signs autographs. You got to push the button <laughs> to get in and see Paul. He he doesn't he doesn't answer oh, yeah. that very much now. Obviously, soft spot, soft spot, the Long Island. Appreciate everything with the Islanders, my time there. But um, I got to give a shout out to Long Island. That is a tough group. Um, they've done an incredible job of recruiting to their identity, and that is a tough weekend. You see it. Everybody who plays them, they're blocking shots. They're running through you. That was a heck of a series. If anything, we look back on, I think that series to me like really hardened our group up. And I, I was proud of our guys getting out of that series alive because they're, that is a tough group. So as a coach evaluator, I take, I take a lot out of how they've, you know, started a program and uh, big credit to them. I, I just gotta, I gotta give that shout out. So. Good hey, stuff, Peter. Teams to make those return visits here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Peter, we appreciate your time. Like I said, get well, get the family well. We'll see you very soon. Thanks for spending some time with us tonight. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, guys. Always good catching up. Have a great holiday. Can we can we re- can we really call you Swaggy P? <sighs> yeah, I, I mean it is Michael it gave me that one. <laughs> it does it does go with the territory. I'm consistent. I'm I'm just a swag connoisseur, <laughs> you know. Um you can use other derogatory terms after that, but I just uh I don't. I can't get enough of it. Like my equipment manager hates me because I'll always be out there. Like, oh, you know, I need another one of those, and he's like, "No," and I'm like, "Yes," and it's you know. So, well, tell tell Michael yeah. the next time you see him, if if you see him before me, that uh, I really need some outerwear, right? I mean, yes. all these t-shirts and you know, a hoodie is fine, but I need like an outerwear jacket when it's cold in Colorado. I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Michael a text here tomorrow about getting some swag for both you guys for both of you. Oh, you're the you're the good. I'm gonna get you're it for the best. both of you. But I also am still waiting for Heather. I asked her for a backpack. She had a backpack the other day, and I'm still waiting nice. for NCAC backpack. So there it is. I love it. All right, that's the associate right. head coach from the Colorado College Tigers. Peter Menino joining us. Paul and I'll be back in just a minute to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Weekly. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work, Earl, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Coming to you from the NCHC.TV studios, ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly. All right, indeed it is College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight, Carlsbad, California. My co-host, as always, from the big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. The lore continues to grow about the estate. Everybody wants to know more. They want to find out more. And we've uh, we've gone way long, but Peter Menino is 50 minutes of oh, pure gold. Great. Love it. Love it. I, I just, it's, it's 
gold is about might not even be enough. We might have to go platinum here. Ooh, I love it. Peter Platinum. How about that? So anyway, just go that way. Uh just a couple of minutes of, of your quick thoughts, Paul, because I know what I heard. I just want to hear what you heard. Well, it's 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 nice to know that my eyes aren't deceiving me that I'm seeing the same things that the coaches are seeing. It's it's nice to be, you know, uh, validated. Val, yeah, whatever word, yeah, what that's that's good enough. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. Validated works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to, um, you know. Um, Here's what you know, here's what I took away. I just got to tell you this quickly before we run out of time. Okay. Um, I took away the philosophy of a Chris Mayotte coach team and built team. They want to not have one identity. They want to have every identity. They want to be able to play every style of, of right. hockey. Right. And that will make them a championship team. You see a lot of uh, teams that are fast, that are physical, or, you know, they all have their quote-unquote identities. They have great goaltending. But if you want to win championships and sustain a program for a long time, you want to build an identity that you can go anywhere. How many times did Peter say, we'll go anywhere, play anybody, and we'll always be uh, the hardest-working team on the ice? Well, that's it, right? You want to be able to adapt to whatever your situation calls for. And that's how they recruit. That's why they have players that they have because they've recruited players to fit roles. Is there a team that wants to win a national championship more than sending players to the NHL? I think it might be the Colorado College Tigers. They, uh, they, oh, sorry, I, I, Colorado College Tigers. Yeah, well, we're done here. I can't, I can't be dealing with this. this <laughs> anyway, great stuff from Peter. Take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Behind the masks, College Hockey West Weekly. The NCHC.TV studios brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Go to jessieraysbarbecue.com to order lunch, cater an event, or pick up a few bottles of our award winning sauces. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and have us create that unique design for your business or gift giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with three locations, two in Tempe, one in Pine Top at the Spaghetti Shack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts Casinos Worldwide is where the action is in the resort or in town. FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Help others find the podcasts by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the shows at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Searching ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, on your favorite podcast platform. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Again, a big thank you to the associate head coach at Colorado College, Peter Menino, for joining us and uh, talking a lot more than just Tiger hockey. He talks hockey. We love having Peter on. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Uh, Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everybody. Before we see you again, it'll be Christmas Eve, I guess. So uh, happy holidays, everyone.
Good night. Good night.